All right, so we are officially live this week. Um, looks like it's just myself and Johnny Riot. Filter cord is off. Um, and I'm probably doing deplorable things on a beach, to be honest. Probably cheating on his stupid history sims. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's probably like hitting up high school history teachers and textbooks and trying to figure out like the walkthrough to get through like the Mongol horde or something. <laughs> Sounds like something he'd do. Yeah. He's really <laughs> into Crusader Kings. I was really trying to hope that we wouldn't talk about it at all. And I, it's funny that it's the first thing that came up. Like literally the first thing that we talk about. <laughs> someone has to go off on a tangent about it. Yeah, it's like, it's not often that he's, uh, you know, not it's on not the show, so... And I've, I've, I've historically noticed that the one thing that that man can talk about is his history games. Yeah, yeah. He, he likes a, he likes an odd variety of games. It's it's actually kind of funny, and I don't know if it's like the contrasting styles, but I really love the things that he hates. But I also like the things I don't love. I like the things that he's that he's like in love with. Like, Crusader Kings, I, I think, can be fun, but it's definitely not something I'd play for a long time. I think where we kind of meet is, like, turn-based um, tactics and strategy games. Here's my problem. I grew up loving turn-based tactics, tactics and strategy games and stuff like that. I can't play them at all anymore, man. I, I don't have the time. I need stuff to happen faster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, for for me, I'm I'm on a lot of different like scales. Like I like I even like sports games. I'm not all of them, but I, you know some of them. Like a good hockey game is fun. It doesn't um, count. Okay, yeah, you're you're right. That's a fighting game because you just turn <laughs> off all the <laughs> turn off all the penalties and just beat the shit out of everybody. Oh yeah, that's how you do it, man. That's, that's how fun. you win. Yeah, that's playing it the way Canada intent. No, Canada plays by the rules. I don't know. Canada invented the rules they have to. Who invented hockey? That's a good question. I don't even know. EA? <laughs> I'm looking. I'm on the move. Um, oh, it came up with a name. Holy shit. James Creighton uh, developed the modern version of organized ice hockey as oh, a team that guy. sport. Got in it. 1872. Um. Interesting. Yeah. If he could see what it became. Yeah. I wonder how aggressive it was back then. Well, probably, probably really aggressive because none of them probably, probably wore shirts. Polio. <laughs> it probably couldn't have been aggressive back then. Life expectancy was way lower. People were about as poor comparatively as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Neat. Although there well, was we ice all, back then. We're we running out of ice. Something. All right. Speaking so, of like turn-based, like tactical role-playing, everything, man, has my week been full of putting extra games onto my PlayStation Classic that I'll never finish. Yeah. Nothing but RPGs, baby. Nice, nice. That nostalgia trip you, hit. Are you still working through Final Fantasy, or did you kind of uh, put we're that We're not talking the about that. We're, we're not. We're not talking about that. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll move. We'll move right along. I, I kind of, I kind of fell off halfway through five, and 
I'm gonna go back to it eventually, but I needed to change of pace. It's so big. Pace. You know? They're all big. That was a huge undertaking that I fucked up on by taking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, like, sometimes, like, I, I say, oh man, I really need to go back and play, like, this series before the next game comes out, and it never, ever happens. Oh, you never have to. <laughs> no. I'm like, uh, it's, I'll remember things, and if I don't remember them, they weren't worth remembering. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, uh, Although I did throw uh, some really good ones like the old Lunar. Uh, I tossed Xeno Gears on there. Um, nice. But I, I've sunk more time into the original Silent Hill. So. Nice. That's always good. It's not I, good to I, play at three o'clock in the morning alone. I've been like really itching for something like Parasite Eve. And yep. I, I don't even know what scratches that itch. Modern game scratches that itch. So it's like, do I just? I have to. I have to go back and play Parasite Eve, right? Yeah. That's, there's not. There's not a lot else that'll scratch that itch for you. Um, big reminder though: unskippable cutscenes, man. Um, Parasite Eve was full of those, and it is rough watching them again. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, why don't we go ahead and uh, just jump right into the topics of the day. Um, welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I'm one of your hosts, Night Swarm. Uh, filter cords off this week, uh, but definitely got Johnny Wright here with us. Yo, yo, kick flipping my way to success. What is up? Oh, my God, so much Tony Hawk. Yes. Is what's happening. That's the... Like I, I, I was like, do we even talk about the things we've been playing? But I know you've been playing it a lot. I actually just finished a hundred percenting both of the games, and it's all challenges from here. Oh man, that's it's all so I've got good. left. It's um, so good. I've already seen people speed running it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, it's I like. I think the last thing I, I booted it up right before the show, and I had like two challenges I wanted to do. Um, and I knocked those out, and then um, and then I created Mike V. Nice. Yeah, I like Mike V. Um, I'm like, why isn't he in the game? I feel like he was in one of the games. They did. A, they did a really good job with it. I'm happy. I've I've yeah. uh, I haven't been happy but with um, a remake or a remaster in a long time, and this one definitely uh, definitely did it for me. And one of the things that I don't think a lot of people are talking about, um, they are the. Um, Vicarious Visions are using their own park creator and editing tools to make uh, part like in-game park creations of other Tony Hawk levels, like Moscow. Um, they're yeah, right there in the uh, like you can search up or I think he, it pops up kind of closer to the bottom of the uh, search for all of the levels. Um, yeah. And they they have like a good like eight levels pre made levels that are just done with the part creator, so that's pretty cool. I'd like to see more of that. I'm excited. It's only been a couple of days, and it, people have already blown up about it. And I oh, I love it. I love seeing it happen. For sure, for sure. Um, and uh, Jack Black made it into the game. Yeah, he's not doing a lot lately, so I. Well, I saw some of the the footage of him getting like, like recorded and stuff for it. It looked ridiculous. So I was. It, it's so funny. He was, like. It was probably like a year ago. It was probably just shy of a year ago. He has his YouTube channel uh, Jablinski, and 
Jablinski is supposed to be a video game channel, but it's just him goofing around with his kids and his family at home. And his one kid, his youngest kid, I think, was getting really into skateboarding. So he had a mini ramp put in his backyard. And he kept talking about having Tony Hawk over and showing him, you know, showing him how to do it. You know, like... (laughs) Like, I think I have a few things to teach him was, I think, the, like, motto of the thing. Um, and then one episode, Tony Hawk was, like, legit over at his house, and Jack's just on the ramp eating shit. It was really funny. Um, typical Jack Black stuff. And uh, I was like, why? But but why? Like, I've never seen these two people together before. <laughs> now, to be and now fair... Um, the tutorial section of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, if anything, has reminded me that Tony Hawk is a really nice guy. Yeah. Like, I don't think I could imagine him ever being disappointed or rude. He's always very supportive, mm-hmm. and it comes from his social media, and it comes from the tutorial. Like, every time you land that trick you're supposed to do to go to the next challenge, he's there cheering you on and what, with the voiceover, and I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, but yeah, uh... Definitely go pick up Tony Hawk if you guys haven't played it. If you have, you know, if you haven't played it in tw- like twenty years, if you have played it, um, Dude, it's this is bucks. much better than the um, like basically re-release that they did uh, a couple years ago. It's like night and day difference. It, it's forty those. bucks, and it's Tony Hawk one and two, so it's and it's, you can get it cheaper if you actually uh, over on Epic Game Store if you have that ten dollar. Um, voucher. You get a few bucks off of it. Um, if you've purchased something, I think if you purchased something previously, I think they give you a $10 voucher to start, right? Uh, there was a it was a sale they had um, a couple months ago. Yeah. Uh, back when GTA 5 went free. Um, if you picked up anything that was on sale during that month, you got a $10 off coupon. And I just saw some people talking about uh, using that coupon, and I was like, hell yeah, if you guys oh, still yeah. have That's that. because those coupons are good to like the end of the year. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out what to spend mine on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so um, why don't we go ahead and jump into the game's releasing. Um, but before we do that, as always, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash mammothgamesinc. Check out all the top news and video game stuff. Uh, everything we talk about here on the podcast gets shared and talked and discussed uh, over there. So go check all of that out as well. Follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. So you know when we go live and do junk just like this. Um, I know you're excited for the first one. I am. As much as I love just talking about a remake of an or re-release of an older game like Tony Hawk, uh, let's let's break that ice a little bit more and let's talk about another re-release of a game that I loved before. Um, Kingdoms of Amular, the Re-Reckoning Edition, is coming out Tuesday. And for anyone that missed it, um, that was a really fun, like, hack-and-slash action RPG uh, on 360, uh, PS3, and PC. Um, What made it so cool, though, was it was Todd McFarlane artwork with R.A. Salvatore storytelling, Mm. which, like, anyone that knows either of those two knows that's a big deal. Um, That's a very big deal, yeah. I absolutely loved it. Uh, to me, it felt like a more mature version of how Fable could have turned out. Yes. Um, because you had a lot of that decision-making and your actions in the game affecting everything else, like your appearance and how you turned out. Um, a game I never expected to see get re-released. Um, yeah. It was, 
it was setting up for a bigger universe and commercially it didn't succeed the way they wanted it to so it kind of got scrapped out but leave it to THQ Nordic to revive something from the dead and get everybody hyped for it again yeah um, this game was it was moving in a great direction it had it had a pretty good release initially um, and then it was plagued by bad business deals and decisions uh, and you know it, everything went south and we thought the game was dead until THQ Nordic picked up the rights and here we are um, so you know potentially this is great news for people who love this game uh, this is really I think THQ Nordic and um, the developer is Kaiko um, testing the waters is this something that you know it, it's always something when you read a post online and someone says you know it was a really good game Kingdoms of Amalur um, but it's different when you put the funds into it and you know actually release something you know are people going to you know shell out the in their case, I feel like they dropped this for like forty bucks, um, which in my to me in my mind, I'm like that's a steal, <laughs> you know, because it's I mean it's a great game that's a great price. So um, yeah, yeah, like it's, this, it's super worth it, and um, it's crazy to me that it's actually still happening because if you remember who originally who originally published it, um, it was an EA game. Yeah. Um, who was the developer again? Was it like Team 13 or something? Oh man, I cannot even remember. Let me uh, have to actually pull that one up again just to make sure. Uh, developers were uh, 38 Studios and Big Huge Games. 38, yeah. That's the one. Um, but if you're unaware of what this is, it is a pretty much fable with like a heavy D and D influence, it, I mean, and it's not like your traditional D and D. It's like kind of homebrew D and D. Um, it's just great writing, fun gameplay, and uh, it just it 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 felt good. It had, oh, yeah. it had fun weapons. It was yeah, uh, it was really cool. Definitely go check out a trailer. That one. Is dropping for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, it's on got DLC Tuesday coming too, man. It's yeah. it's got DLC coming too, which is so awesome because I, I feel like that's the coolest way to bring something back from the dead like this that is going to make those fans really happy is to also be ready with more content right off the bat. And the fact that they're adding story expansion to it is just awesome to me. Oh, for sure, yeah. <clears throat> that's that, that's rad. I, I really I want this to do I want this to do well. This universe deserved more. Um, yeah, now's the time for this. Yeah, for sure. day one purchase for me for sure. Nice. Uh, up next, same day, Tuesday, September eighth, uh, we have Necromunda: The Underhive Wars. God damn it! And you had to put fu in or. Fur in there. It was he, Johnny over here trying to get me to say Necroformunda, um, what, which is what? funny. Necroformunda, what? Mm -hmm. This is the we wanted to have 
Like, we wanted to call Austin and just have him say the name of this game. And then just every time we said it, just edit his voice in. Uh, but, you know, he's doing something else somewhere else. So we'll, we'll go ahead and leave it at that. But this game, um, at first when I was looking at it, I was like, uh, no. It's uh, coming from um, Focus Home Interactive uh, is um, producing it. It's a Warhammer. 40k universe turn-based um turn-based tactic and strategy game uh basically where you build your own gang uh and then there are three different game modes there's uh, a story which is um which i was actually really surprised to hear uh there's also a uh like missions mode and then uh a pvp mode um and it's a pretty standard, uh, you know, like what you think when you think of turn-based strategy. You make your move, um, and then you try to outsmart your enemy as they're making the same moves. Looks like it's uh, uh, typically 5v5, lots of customization, uh, color options, weapon options, character yeah. options. The customization is um, what really jumps out at me. Like, there's a lot, a lot that you can do there. Yeah. And it looks like they have varying heights, um, you know, having people specialize in things. Um, it's, yeah, it, it looks really good, but coming from Focus Home, I mean, it's either going to be uh, really good, surprisingly good, because you went in with no expectations, or it's going to be, you know, kind of mediocre. Um, so it's, it, it, you know, it's always kind of hard to tell. You know, Focus Home is one of those guys that are like, the king of the um like surprise game like i'm yeah, really it's like, surprised it's like they're the it. baseline um it's it's weird it's like focus has been the baseline and if they do something poorly you're never really disappointed in them but when they do something cool you're like oh all right i'll check that out um but they're never one that brings something that i want to the front line like it's never like oh, this is the top game I have to get this week. There's yeah. always something else there that I want more. But they're that really good, like, oh, the one I want's not in stock. I'll give this a shot, though. It's worth trying. Sure. Yeah, and, I mean, it's... The thing, I think, is the just surprise. They always have something interesting uh, going on in their game. And it it's never highlighted well. It's never like, hey, look at this really sick mechanic that we put in a game. It's like, look at this whole game, and then as you're playing like an hour into it, you're like, okay, hold on, that mechanic is really, really cool, and it kind the of makes was, the game for you. It, yeah, you're, like, I, I, I I'm wish always the game surprised. Eighty percent more that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, like it, it, it happens pretty much every time. Like the, like the surge. Um, that was a surprise hit game for me. I was super into it. Um, and I could see this being something similar. Like, you know, right now playing um, Wasteland 3. Um, yeah, it feels like a different say, take on that. Yeah, I was thinking that too. With you playing Wasteland right now, this, like, a lot of the action and stuff that I'm seeing happen in this, the, the it doesn't look like as much of a tactical, or as much of like a, a, a turn-based anything. It it looks like it wants to play like more Gears of War style, like over the shoulder, cover based. But then you see that there's a lot more of that to it, that it is more of that like squad based, like role playing elements to it. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, putting points in stuff so you can, uh, you know, specialize and things like that. Um, it looks like it has different um, houses as well. Like, your gang is part of a specific house. Yeah. Um, like that you get bonuses basically. and stuff from. That's cool. That's cool. Um, originally, I was looking at this and I was like, I kind of didn't want to mention it. But after I watched the video, I was like, okay. It's kind of cool. It's kind of, um, you well, know, Mad Maxi a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I was thinking industrial. That too. Yeah, and, and to be fair, the main reason that you didn't want to talk about it was you didn't want to say the title because <laughs> that's you, true. That's you just want to giggle Neck- like a child when you mention it. Oh man, it, it's funny. Yeah, I'm gonna giggle every time. Necromunda. I'm gonna buy it. I think I'm gonna buy this game just so I can say that I own Necromunda. It's, it's under really Hive Wars. <laughs> Oh man, they do. They, the they game. I don't know to, if it needs work, but the title. Title needs yeah, a little like, bit. Of I want to. Maybe we can email them and just talk about the naming, the, the naming themes there, and see how much thought went into it. It it really seems like this is what happens when you let the developer name the game. You never let the developer name the game. Or the, like the developer or designer. Because it usually like one is one person somewhere with a clipboard right now just hiding their face behind it, chuckling through all those board meetings, like all the little meetings about this game and how it's on track before release. There's, there's, there's a tweet somewhere that says, you'll never guess how many times I got them to say Necromunda. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Um, like it but it does looks, look cool coming out. It, it um, does, man. It doesn't look like it's as rigid of a of an RPG. Like, it doesn't look like it really shows you the circle of how far your perimeter is for travel distance and things like that. Like most do, mm-hmm. it just kind of lets you go until you can't anymore. So it, I don't know. It feels like it. It looks like it would be a little bit more immersive. For sure. Um, and this one again coming out uh, September 8th on uh, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So, a uh, big release for these guys. Um, up next, I, I actually had no idea. Um, coming out uh, the exact same day, last one for Tuesday the 8th, um, we do have the RPG Maker. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's RPG Maker MV, and if you look at Roman numerals, that's 1,005. I really, I know there's a lot of these games out there, but I really think, I don't think that that's the actual number they're at. Just going out on a limb here. Yeah. I, I'm curious on what M, the MV stands for, because I, I look at it, I'm like, oh, that's Roman numeral. Yeah, but like, this series has been out since PS1, and... Yeah. Uh, it's it still looks almost the same but better i'll give it that but i mean it's been a very successful franchise and this one was supposed to have been out like last year like this this one was supposed to be out a while yeah. ago because i wanted it for switch and i was the, really all about getting it after doing the research and i was looking to see like when some of the videos were posted about it and things like that um i saw a video from four years ago talking about this game Dude, it's like, been huh. forever. Like it was supposed to drop on Switch a while back, and it just got delayed without ever getting mentioned. Um, but I, I kind of want it because this is you can go to Steam and download any number of like super cheap RPGs that were used making the RPG Maker. Like that's yeah. that's literally yeah. all it is. Um, a ton of indie games out there that I bought on like my Switch for handheld purposes have been built with what looks like the same kind of engine. Um, 
really generic, like turn-based, top-down, all other ridiculousness, but I love the, these kinds of games. It's yeah, it's really interesting because I wonder if once you make your game, if you'll want to play it, or if you're like, nope, that did satisfy what I was like looking to do. Now there was a 3DS one as well, so like this this one's coming to PS4 as well as of, of course PC and Switch. Um, Switch is the biggest one for me, but there was a, a 3DS RPG maker at one point where you could just download other people's games they made without having to own the full game, and I thought that was really awesome. And I, I kind of hope the same aspect is there for this. I would love to be able to just download some extra games um, and play through people's like short RPGs to see if I really want it and then just start making my own. Yeah, yeah. And it's cool when you play stuff like that. You know, it gives you ideas. Um, with something like this, I feel like you kind of just need a story. You know, you yeah. make your own story and then the assets are kind of there for you. And if they're not there, you can, you know, tweak things to make them the way you want them yeah like um, the tile sets there are so many tile sets character frames character portraits um animations sound effects like there's so much to it that as long as you're okay with menuing a lot there is so much potential there and for sure and if you get this on pc you can just download you can add things to it probably right. immediately the the kit is um probably very user-friendly i imagine it's funny that like seeing these old top-down RPGs like this like make me think oh no one's going to want to play this but then I remember some of my favorite like video games especially indie games of the past like two decades have been old top-down RPGs like this it was like uh, Cthulhu Saves the World and Breath of Death 8 I think it was or 7 like just other ridiculous top-down RPGs that were full of humor and you can do that like you can make your own goofy funny stupid role-playing game and let people download it and play it yeah yeah <clears throat> awesome so uh that pretty much wraps up everything that we were looking to talk about you know new game wise um we do have a few honorable mentions um of course uh this week uh as well the eighth uh the sims 4 has its star wars journey to batu um expansion pass coming out um, which is fun. Uh, like, I, I, this does feel like a, uh, like, it's like definitely capitalizing on, um, I don't know, just hearing Batu. That's what Disney has, like, put a lot of stock into. So, um, you know, kind of makes sense. Oh, it's actually the, this is actually Batu the, um, from, uh, the theme park. So yeah, some of those some of those places looked incredibly familiar. Um, <laughs> so that's kind of fun. But it looks like you have your own path. You know, you get to pick your um, lightsaber and everything, uh, and then it has its own location, wardrobe, and things like that. Yeah, that's exactly the cantina. Um, that's Oga's cantina from Batu. I might have to. It's fun. Purchase this. Yeah. It, it, it looks it looks fun. Um, yeah, like Sims I love, is fun for a while. I love for sure. stupid things, and to me, this like to me, The Sims has always felt like it was really stupid, and I everyone's gonna hate me for it, but like I never could really get into it, but I loved it at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like I would always pick up The Sims just to create some stuff, and then I would have anxiety over doing anything in it because that's just too much work. 
but I feel like I could have a lot of fun with this one given what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like, um, you know, they give you a whole set of um, new things to do within your home. A new Yeah, let me build my fantasy home. Let me build a fantasy home. I don't want to build a real home where I have to have a job. Let me have a lightsaber and friends. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm trying to escape from. Come on. Um, But, yeah, it looks like uh, you can pick your lightsaber. Um, You get a whole bunch of wardrobe and, uh, like, house related items to you know decorate your space and then uh looks like some of the places that you can go out to do include um basically that disney spot too like everything that i'm seeing here uh, you know like i mentioned the cantina even the little like uh where is it at see it pretty early on yeah right around the like 22 second mark you see this little eyeball pop up in the contain in this container they have that in uh, the bazaar as you're walking through in the theme park. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this attention is... To, uh, attention to detail looks like they nailed it. Yeah, it looks like they just basically took the, you know, the park itself and kind of plopped it in here, which is cool. Um, so, that's fun. If you're really into Sims or if you're really into Star Wars, this, I think, works uh, um, for everyone. Aside from that, um, we also have uh, the Outer Worlds Apparel on Gorgon DLC. Um, that one is dropping on uh, September 9th. Um, I still don't know what's going on here. This was a fun game. It was a bit linear uh, for me. Um, it was a bit too linear for me. I wanted it to be... Because it looks like a spacey New Vegas. Um I wanted it to have, you know, the exploration side of it. So I felt like that was lacking. For me, I don't know if, I, if I'm going to be able to go back to this. But if you are picking this up for the first time, definitely, uh, you know, I, I would... Like, if I was picking this up for the first time, I would want to go through the story and check out this DLC. Um, yeah, I, I feel like... I feel like The Outer Worlds was an awesome game. Um for at least one playthrough and yeah. it, it might be for me because it was a little bit more linear I would have a better chance of finishing it but I really wish there was more to it uh, I know Filtercord talked about the same thing in the past where it was kind of the story content they hyped up early on about you know um, fighting against corporate greed and all that fun stuff and uh, it, it being that weird like dystopian future of companies own everything how are you going to fight against it and and take all take it all down take down capitalism but then it just kind of became its own like they kind of brushed all that stuff to the side and it feels like even more of that with this where this just feels like a more action-packed um much more focus on action for an expansion i i think that the outer world is going to make for a really awesome complete edition when they're done dropping content for it for sure yeah I mean, I love the just the aesthetic of the game. Yeah, you, you're outside and it's like you're in a moon crater, and when you go inside, it's this like you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be, you know, like uh, a very futuristic thing. It's just like Spacer's Choice, really big, or it's going to be like a saloon. You know, it has a lot of range to you know what you're going to you know what you could walk into, um, which is cool, but. You know, yeah, like you were saying, I think we're all pretty much universally in agreement that the game game was fun, but that story content kind of 
Yeah, died it wasn't down. It, it wasn't quite what they originally set it up to be. They didn't um, follow through, kind of. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. all still back there. If you want to just exist in a world like that and do your own thing. But that was such a cool concept for the way the world was set up that I wanted that to be the focal point. I really did. I'm interested to see if, uh, you know, Obsidian and Private Division actually pick this up and keep running with this, or if this was, a, like, a one-shot. Um, because, I mean, the world is fun, and this is typically what we get in uh, an original IP. Um, you know, it, it's not usually, like, hey, here's this thing, and, you know, but we're not going to deliver on it. it to me, I can't say that they didn't deliver. It's just I think we were all so focused on what was happening in the beginning piece that they kept showing off that we expected that to be the whole game. Um, and it kind of was in a different way. It's just they pulled back on the storytelling with it. They just... Yeah, like, it was... Yeah. The story is still there if you find it. Right. right. Um, they kind of took that approach to it where it's there if you look for it enough, but... It's not really presented to you, and therefore you aren't a big part of it. You are just existing in it. And I kind of get that on a meta level, too. Yeah. Like, realistically, what good is one person going to do to all of this to try to change anything? Yeah. Just exist and be part of your own story within it. Which is a very adult, depressing kind of ideal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once I yeah. said it out loud, it kind of kicked in, and I was like, oh, yeah, we have jobs. Yeah, yeah. It's like, if someone was like, oh yeah, we're gonna, the company you work for, we're gonna overthrow it. Just be like, okay. Like, you're one person, alright. Do I still like, do I, after you guys overthrow it, do I still have a job, or is that gonna be different? Like, I have bills to pay, like. Yeah, it just, <laughs> it, and it does feel like super meta to just kind of talk about it like that. It makes the game actually a little better. Now that I'm yeah, thinking about yeah. it. <laughs> I, I might revisit it way sooner now that I pointed out that horrible, horrible realization. Alright, we just did a whole whole 180 on this game. That might have been a 360, actually, going back to Yeah, it's weird, Tony man. Hawk. Like, uh, I'm ready for it. I'm, I'm probably going to have to revisit this game once all the DLC is out. Now, I'll probably enjoy it a lot more then. <laughs> Good on you, Obsidian. You, you did it, you son of a bitch. You pulled us right back into it. <laughs> without even realizing it yeah without even trying um so that's pretty much the game's releasing um some good stuff in there you know i, I i'm actually really interested in that uh necromunda game um we did have one of our friends pop in and he was saying yeah it's based on a um a tabletop war game of the same name of course it being in the warhammer universe makes sense um so it wasn't like the developer made this name. Uh, they were kind of stuck with it. I, I don't know. I feel like somebody saw the name and was like, let's make this a video game so people have to say it out loud. Yeah, yeah. I like that option too. Um, let's go ahead and jump into the Epic Free Games uh, free game of the week. Um, yeah, this week. just one. Just one this week, but it's a goodie. Yeah, Into the Breach. Uh, it's free uh, from now until September 10th. Uh, whereas on the 10th we'll uh, shift gears and they'll be giving away Railway Empire and uh, where the water tastes like wine um, yeah and I wrote the name wrong I don't know why I thought like on our um, 
uh, on our sheet, I thought it was Railway uh, Express, <laughs> but it's Empire, so I'm going to rewrite that right now. That's fine. There we go. I don't know, like, Into the Breach <laughs> is a game that I've wanted to play for super long, mm-hmm. and I still really want to, but the main reason I haven't brought myself to play it is I don't want to play it on a TV or on a bigger screen, but I also don't want to buy it for my Switch. Um because it's really small like it, it's a small game and i don't mean like duration of like the maps are tiny um yeah yeah it's it really uh, adds you know, to the strategy for it yeah it's like grid based it's like it's like cube based uh which is kind of fun yeah um, it's really small grid based maps like little like checkerboard style maps um and the objectives are really small it's it's crazy it's really like pacific rim style beat back the big monster but at the same time like i feel like booting it up on my computer for that tile set is a bit overkill <laughs> yes i mean this feels like a really good mobile game yes but it also feels like it's too good to be a mobile game yeah yeah that's its problem but um if you guys are interested in that um getting it for free is definitely the way to go they're giving it out uh giving it out again typically fifteen dollars over on the epic game store um so definitely go pick that up that's that's pretty fun even if you get into it and only play it for like a couple hours uh, but i have a feeling it'll pull some people in once they start messing around with their uh you know their heroes and their mechs and things like that it seems like something that could be addictive All right, so uh, we'll shift over into uh, the weekly news. Not too much. Pretty light week, uh, which actually works out for us. Uh, it, it because... was a, it's been a light week, but it's also been a pretty cool week. Like Yes. This is, um, I'll take light news when none of it is like oppressively bad. Yeah. Um, so the first bit of that is, uh, the, it, this was awesome news. Um, CD Projekt Red is always doing cool things uh, and they just said oh yeah hey we're working on The Witcher 3 for next gen and it'll be a free upgrade to existing owners already that's awesome Um, so uh, yeah the next uh, you know they didn't give us us an update but they did say um, let's see here a oh, new no. edition of the game is in development for PC, PS5, and Series X with visual and technical improvements like ray tracing and speedier load times. Uh, it, is a, it is definitely going to be a complete edition with improvements extending to the DLC and expansions. So even the DLC and stuff is going to get those extra loving touches. Um, yes. And if you own The Witcher 3 on PC, Xbox One, or PS4, you'll still get it as a free upgrade. Um, even though you might not, even though you won't see those um, benefits without having the proper hardware uh, on PC, that means you will need a beefier GPU to handle that ray tracing and probably an SSD um, for the install to take advantage of those faster load times. But if you don't have an SSD at this point, just at, at this point, find one. You, yeah, like <laughs> yeah, I, I just saw uh, a really good deal on like a two terabyte SSD for like. 80 bucks um that's a steal that is very much a steal so but this um, does mean that a lot of people are going to now spend uh another 100 or so hours on the witcher all over again yeah or if you're me who has had it on pc since launch and bought the complete edition on xbox one and also has it for switch 
and still hasn't played it, <laughs> well, boy, do I have a deal for you. Um, another way to add the same game to your backlog and still never get to it because you won't be able to commit enough time to it. It's, it's like a relationship, and the Witcher <laughs> series deserves more of my commitment than I'm able to give it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or um, we did a uh, six-part story mode podcast all about The Witcher going from one until uh, the DLCs of three. So that is always an option for you guys that are not willing to sit down and sink, um, you know, a good 150 hours into uh, The Witcher 3. Into just the base game. <laughs> yeah, into just the base game. And keep in mind, you still have probably about 60 hours of content per DLC. Well, per big DLC beyond that. Um, this uh, you know, th this article from PC Gamer kind of just talks about... Uh, it says a, a new edition of the game is in development, which is yeah. uh, the big uh, you know, information there. But the things that they added were things that are you know just kind of known for uh for the next gen consoles so uh, it's definitely not surprising um, i i, I wouldn't I, be surprised if we get at least one new dlc happening because of it that would be big um, and maybe nothing huge maybe it'll just be a little small thing like a teaser leading into what the new witcher story might be because the, the series isn't dead no I, yeah, think not by a long rap, shot. I think that with them rapping on Cyberpunk and then pushing this out, that this is going to be a really big reveal at a new Witcher game happening. Yeah, and I, I think they're kind of trying to marry their universe as well. Um, just my favorite thing about The Witcher 3 is uh, Siri talking about where she had been when Geralt was looking for her. Because um, you spend a big portion of the game in the beginning trying to find Siri, um, and uh, at one point she's like, "You wouldn't believe me if I told you where I was at." And girl's like, "Try me," and she's like, "I, I, I traveled to a time where there were people modifying their bodies with metal, and there were." And everyone drove flying cars. And he's like, you're right, I don't believe you. <laughs> it, just wild. So I'm really hoping that we see Siri somewhere in Cyberpunk. And that they kind of merge these universes. They're like, not together, but like, hey, they are on the same timeline. Um, that could be cool. So... I'm excited. I'm excited, yeah. man. I, I know I, I jokingly said that it's another copy of the same game I'll probably never play. Right. I'm not lying. I Definitely really not. want to. I know that it's an amazing game. Um, I, I want to know more about it. And at this point, I just want to read all the books and, and just get that over with. Um, but there, this is this is huge. Like, It's already one of the best-selling games I've ever seen. Which is just for more people to get it for free again on another platform. Um, we're seeing a lot of reasons right now why the new system's getting purchased. Even day one might not be a terrible idea, um, even yeah. if there's not a lot of new games coming out. Um, we're getting confirmation from a lot of people that they're going to be able to enjoy their old games a lot better 
with newer, more updated versions of them dropping for that downtime in between the big games that they're waiting on. Yeah, yeah. And playing these again, like, that is, like, CD Projekt's always gracious with things that they do. And, you know, this is just further proof of that. Um, But telling people, like, hey, you didn't finish this whole game, so here it is free again on your new console, and you'll have time because, you know, there will be a few new things coming out, and then you're going to be waiting for more new things. Yeah, like... This is... It's genius. I have cross-save capabilities between, this, between like, my PC version and my other versions, and, like, I think that's amazing. That might be the best way for me to be able to play my Switch copy is the fact that I can take it back and forth, um, but then once I have my PS5 or my Series X, whichever I feel like playing on there, you know, having the Witcher there, too, if, if I'm able to take my save data from this system to the next, that might entice me a lot more to, to actually sit down and finally start it, um, and... Mm. I'm just going to have to, like, go for it and not try to be that 100% completionist because I know that I'm going to love it regardless. Yeah, but it's, that is the it's problem. Really, it, it's a way of telling people that even now, like, yeah, the game's been out for a while. If you haven't gotten into it, grab it. It goes on sale all the time. What do you have to lose? For real, yeah. Like, um, the game drops to 15 bucks digitally on PS4 and Xbox One all the time. Why would you not at this point when you know you're going to get the upgraded version when it comes out? Yeah. This, um, yeah, this game's so big, going back to what you were saying about, uh, like, completionist. Um, if you do that, you, this is going to be the game that you'll be playing for, like, a couple years, I feel like. Um, I know one of my friends, he's like, yeah, I just finally went back and finished everything for The Witcher, uh, The Witcher 3. And it, it was like, he's like, I started day one. Uh, I played for a long time and then stopped and played for a while and then stopped. And it's like, that's, it, it's crazy to me. For me, I was like, I, I have to complete this. After I saw how big it was, I was like, I have to focus. I'll do some of the side stuff, um, you know, here and there. Kind of like a, as it crosses my path kind of thing. Um, and for me, that was the best way to end up playing this game. Just because it was like, I'm experiencing the story more organic. I'm not going out of my way to do all of this other, like, side stuff. That, right. Like, you know, like, like... Like you do in some games where it's like, oh, I'm going to go find all of these collectibles. And then you come back to the game, like, a couple hours later and you're like, wait, where was I? Um, it, it just... It, it felt really good going through it that way. Um and it looks like, uh, you know, might be going through it again early it's, next it's, gen. It's so. a great game. It's a great team. If I remember, now that I think about it, I think this game dropped when we still worked together. Like Yes. Yep. And that was probably the coolest announcement that ever happened was when they were like, uh, you guys can have a free copy of it for PC. Like, yeah, I built my gaming PC because that game was coming to me for free. Yeah. Like, they, it, they, it's really they weird. got me um, just by being cool people. When we were yeah, when we were working retail, our boss was really big in into these games, and he kept talking about The Witcher. I remember, and he was like, "Oh, The Witcher two? Yeah, it's much better than Skyrim. What are you even talking about?" And we were like, "You are insane, sir! Like, what are you?" <laughs> getting to be at fair, here? that was an accusation we had to make quite often, <laughs> very often. Um, <laughs> but uh, he, I mean. He, in the end, with this one, he was right. The Witcher became 
probably the, the company became probably one of the most respected companies within the industry. Oh yeah, dude! It day. put the it put their country on the on the map as far as gaming. Like, yeah, <laughs> the, the Witcher changed things so much, and it is still a group of people that love what they're doing and love their fan base. There are so few companies out there as loyal to their fan base and their customer base as they are. They're they're the exact opposite of every other developer I've ever seen or every other like company yeah. I've ever really seen where it's like we want to do what's best for them. Here, thank you. You you guys can have all this for free because you've been so amazing. They put a thank you note in The Witcher 3 when you bought it to thank uh-huh. you for buying their game. If 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 you guys are really interested in learning some fun stuff about CD Projekt Red, yeah, listen to the episode one of our Witcher um, story mode podcast. It goes into some fun stuff about, um, like, even when uh, uh, our president, uh, it was President Obama, went to um, went to uh, went to their country and they were meeting. He got this big gift basket, and The Witcher Three was in there. It was part of their, like, like this is what our country has to offer kind of gift basket, which was hilarious. Um, so, uh, super fun. Um, and, yeah, I'm actually excited for next-gen Witcher. It's going to look great. It's, oh, man, it's going to be so good, and I'll, I, I'm not going to feel burdened. I'm, I'm going to have a blast with it. For sure. Uh Another surprising bit of news that we got uh, over this past week, um, the Media Molecule co-founder, Alex Evans, decided he was stepping down. Uh, Not only did he step down, he said, I'm going to go ahead and take a break from development in general. Um, So in some of his tweets, he was saying, you know, a few months ago, I did a bit of a lockdown, some soul searching, decided to take uh, a step down from Dreams Development and Dreams, or from Dreams Development, um, to become a Dreams fan, taking a break from game dev, a career I've been lucky enough to enjoy since I was 15. Um, and he has a series of tweets uh, that you know you can check out. Just talking a little bit about his time, um, you know, with Media Molecule, you know, what he's created, um, and you know, just kind of his passion for it, which is still there. So it's interesting that he's taking this step back, but. You always got to appreciate that. I, I like when people um, notice, like, hey, we're still doing really well. Whether you like Dreams or you like Little Big Planet or the things that they've been making, um, those games have been fantastic. They're incredibly creative, probably some of the most creative games in the industry. Um, and to go out with your most creative game, you know, releasing like a year ago. Um, is uh, it, it seems crazy, but it's also kind of cool because he can say, like, it's kind of that moment where he can say, you know, like, I'm not sure what's next for me, but this also gives somebody else an opportunity to move into a position. Uh, like yeah, like, molecule. I respect it a lot. It Yeah. It's a good, like, because releasing stuff that's that big, being in a position like that, that keeps you in the spotlight for a long time. And that gets stressful for you, that gets stressful for people around you, but that also leads to the scenario of like, oh, you accomplished your huge goal, what's next for you? It's like, bro, let me revel in this for a minute. Like, 
Yeah. I don't want to be stressed. Like, I, I get it. I, I totally do. Yeah. And that seems to be his thing. Like, hey, I did a little bit of, you know, reflecting on my, you know, on my own life. And I was like, man, this has been really, really good. All right, let's move on and see what else I can get into. And that's kind of his mentality of like, uh, but I wondered what uh, else an old fart like me could do in this world. Um, so yeah, it's it, it's really cool. Um, definitely appreciate you know all that um, Alex has contributed video games uh, throughout his time here. Like Media Molecule is a like they're, it's they're a, a gem name. within the industry. Yeah. Like, yeah. they've been they, responsible for so much. They give so much creativity. Like, it, in video games, like, you're not responsible. When you sit down to play, you're not responsible for creativity, usually. You are just taking in someone else's creative vision. Um, but they literally, quite literally with dreams, said, here are our tools, and gave them to you. That's awesome. And they want it to be there for everyone. Like, Little Big Planet, same way, like huge super family friendly and just they were good for everybody um it's just i don't know what today would really be like without their games like without their content like i I can't imagine my life without having experienced those games yeah sony would be a lot different too uh, oh because they're massive for sony sure and they're going to continue to be that was the other thing he said you know don't worry uh media molecule uh and dreams you know they're not going anywhere they're going to continue to blow your mind um i can see him still being a huge like 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 people are going to go to him for consultations and like to bounce ideas off of him all the time um he's still going to have some kind of input there It, it to think that it would be a, a light switch turning off completely would be asinine. Like he's he's gonna still have a huge influence without even needing to. Just because, look at what's it. He wouldn't have gotten to where he just stepped down from if he didn't know what he was talking about and and doing. Sure, yeah. So uh, the last bit of news, actually, probably the biggest set of news that we have here. Um, we biggest are understatement, man. Like this is like. Yeah. This is like eat a mushroom and grow five times your size big. Hey, uh, we're talking uh, Super Mario Bros. 35th anniversary uh, direct that they put on uh, for the 35th anniversary of uh, Super Mario Bros. Um, They had all of the Mario stuff that you needed here. like, And some things you're like, I didn't even know I wanted that, but I really wanted that. Um. And that's what they kicked off the show with. Something that you didn't know you wanted. But you definitely want. Dude, Nintendo uh, is like... They're so good at what they do by making me want things. Yes. <laughs> and it, it they they just keep hitting on the nostalgia button. They it's do. Like, it's like the coin... It's like the um, question box that has like infinite coins in it. But it's nostalgia. Yeah, um, that's that's them, man. That's them to a T. Like my so, m- most memorable childhood, like birthdays, were Mario themed, and this happens. And I'm just like, thanks. Let me just open my wallet real quick and give you my credit card information directly. Can you just keep that on file? They might as um, well. <laughs> so the first thing that they show off um, is a Super Mario Bros. Game and Watch, uh, a, a physical game and watch with a color screen um 
It's definitely a limited production. They've said that it's coming out. Uh, it'll be available November uh, November thirteenth of this year. Um, did they really get into what all is in this? They showed off um, a few things. They they got into enough of it. So you've got fully playable Mario Brothers on it. You've got some of the classic like old school Game and Watch Mario stuff on it. Yeah. But of course, it's still a fully functional clock too, um, which is what it has to be because that's what it was built as. But it's also going to give you lost levels. So you get Mario 1, you get lost levels, which was Mario 2. Um, you get the dumb little like Mario juggling mini game in there. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to sell like mad. There's tons of placeholders, uh, placeholder SKUs up on different websites right now for it. It looks like it's going to be like 50 bucks, but no pre-orders are live for it yet because it still hasn't even gotten FCC approval. Yeah. Like, it's such a big deal that this thing got announced without getting FCC approval <laughs> because they're like, yeah, you're going to fucking buy it. Why wouldn't you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the FCC is going to say, no, you can't release this. No, get out of here. You know it's going to happen. Yeah, it's like, do you know who we are? Like, I <clears throat> want one of these so bad, and I can already tell just by looking at the packaging, these are going to be flipped like crazy, and I genuinely want one. I want my kid to be able to play with it when he's older. Like, I want one that I can open up and let him enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's definitely a cool thing. It's not something, <clears throat> again, not something that I expected, not something that Nobody I don't think anybody did, expected. Yeah, like, it's a Game & Watch. People don't even remember that Game & Watch is a thing, and this comes out of nowhere. They're like the Smash character? Right, like, yeah. it's, oh man, it's such a cool idea. Like, For this sure. was the beginning of just... This was just kneecapping you at the expectations and <laughs> leaving you on the ground in shock, just waiting for what was going to happen next. <laughs> now you have to watch. Yeah, you, don't, uh, you can't look at that and then just go, oh, I'm not watching this, this is going to be stupid. Like, no. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, definitely um, came out of the gate with something crazy. Um the second thing that they jumped into and started talking about uh, was a game that I don't think uh, majority of us ended up playing because it came out on the Wii U. Um, it was Super Mario 3D World. So 3D World has a very warm spot in my heart um, because I did play it with some of our friends. Yeah. Um, I think that you had already left, but I played it with uh, with a couple of our friends, um, including our, our old Dungeon Master and our old buddy Rob. No, and actually you did. You, you, you guys, um, play, I was I played that with you as well. Yes, yeah, right, it was us. It was the four of us. It was the four of us. On the couch in his yeah. house. And we were playing it together. And, of course, there's a, <laughs> there's a water area where you're riding on the back of a dinosaur... And you're all relying on each other at this point. If anyone pushes a jump button, every, the entire thing jumps. Um, you steer it together. One person hitting jump makes the whole thing jump. And I may have single-handedly gotten us a game over and cost us over 30 collective lives in that stage. Yeah. It was just... A, it was like, okay, nobody jump. And then we would go, we get close, and then someone would jump. And it was it was always me. I think one time I got someone else to do it. Yeah, 
but it was almost always me. I just remember our old dungeon master so upset. He's like, Come he still fuck is on. upset about it. It comes up on Facebook once in a while. Uh, so yeah. That was a very fun game. It's, it's a great party game. And you're not only getting that, but you're getting uh, Bowser's Fury as well. Um, where did Bowser's Fury come from? Is this, I don't know. They didn't give any details. It's, it's just um, brand new, right? Yeah, it's just a brand new, new thing. All they did was they, they showed off at the end of the video after they showed Mario um, 3D World. They cut into like a thunderstorm-ridden plane with a bunch of like the cat ears and stuff floating around it. And it moved into what really reminded me of a Breath of the Wild shrine. Yeah, yeah, it's like Bowser, kind of dome-like for like for Cat Bowser, um, because it's one of the bells, but it's got spikes and stuff all over it. Like yeah. Bowser did something. So we don't know if that's a mini game or if it's just extra worlds being added or or if it's a whole other thing. Like we have no details on Bowser's Fury really. I do want to just stop for a second on the art for Bowser's Fury. Um, it says plus Bowser's Fury, and it has this like gooey, like tarry spike, uh, yeah. spiky junk behind it, and it looks like the the bell is made of the same thing. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, Bowser's definitely done something, and. Uh, I, I guess we'll find out. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that it's, relates it's to It's going to be a weird one. I, I need to know. I need to know more. I, I was a fan of the cat suit. I really was. Yeah. Um, it was weird. I still have trouble controlling it in Mario Maker. It's such a unique <laughs> way to play. But I, I'm excited to see what happens. Because Nintendo's no stranger to dropping a Mario game as a remake or a re-release and then adding an additional thing to it. Look at all the 3DS like paper or the 3DS like Mario RPG games. Um, they added yeah. like something extra to almost all of those, like Bowser's Minions. Um, they added some really cool stuff, and those as those alone were really good. Like they were really cool parts. So for a lot of people, this uh, this re-release for the Switch uh, coming out uh, February twelfth, uh, so early next year, um, will be the first time a lot of people are playing it. So it almost like a brand new game, and then not only like hey. This is a new game for a lot of people. This is literally brand new content for a game that's been out since the Wii U. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's going to... It looks like it's still going to be a $60 title. A lot of people aren't happy about that because it is just a re-release of a Wii U game. Yeah, I, but I get again, that. But again, we've had tons of those already, and those have been some of the more successful sales. Like, sure. It, Nintendo does it because they know they can. It's still worth it. It's not that... Just because it's an old game doesn't mean it's not worth 60 bucks. It's like... First of all, you're still getting new content with it, but also like a lot of people did not have a Wii U, so a lot of people don't even know this existed. Yeah, yeah. Um, up next, they also jumped into a Super Mario Bros. Battle Royale. Um, the weirdest, weirdest thing. Very weird. Um, it is basically Tetris 99, but with Mario. Um, it looks like it's... Is it based on speedrun? Or is it um, coin collection? So, it looks really weird, because apparently some of the things you do affect the other ones, kind of like how Tetris 99 did. Um, yeah. So Super it'll Mario drop... Bro yeah, it's Super Mario Bros. 35. So oh. it's literally 35 people playing Mario at once. 
And as you hit enemies and like hit your power ups and stuff like that, it it impacts the other games. Um, like it's so weird. It be it busting other blocks in the game before you even get to them, dropping power ups in your game, um, moving enemies, like adding other enemies to the screen and other ones, adding more time to your game, adding more coins. Like it looks crazy, and I'm gonna love it. Um, it looks fun. For sure, it's it's definitely a unique take on something that we've been playing for thirty five years. Yeah, it comes out October first. The only disappointing thing about it, and and this is a also sore weird. subject, a really sore subject for a lot of people, uh, and we're gonna get into it more in a little bit. But it's a timed it's a timed game. It's only gonna be out till March. That's really weird to me. That's um, um am I missing something? Why would they make something and then just make it timed? Is it to drive up the want for it? That's what I'm not... That, that's what I guess I'm not, uh, you know, grabbing. So, it is interesting. Available from October 1st, uh, 2020 until uh, March 31st, 2021. Yeah, I'll, I'll play it plenty, though. I, I'm going to yeah. play it a ton in that meantime. <laughs> for sure. Um up next was something that would be amazing if I was still like nine years old. Um, that sh- even like sixteen years old, I would have been into this. Um, it is uh, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit. Uh, basically, you're buying a game and a small little RC car. The RC it's- car is controlled by your Switch. Uh, you set up some gates, and where the gates are located, it just basically plays connect the dots with the gates. It's weird, man. It's real weird. So, so I, yeah, I want it. Like, I have a kid. I can teach him how to do this, maybe. Um, sure. It's, it's weird, though, because like you said, you set the gates down and you connect the dots with them, but you have to initially build the, the track. So it, there's, like, the, the build the track mode... You essentially are like you have like that neon colored paint on your tires, and as you're driving, the path that you're making becomes the road. Yes. Um, so you can do crazy loops, crazy zigzags, and stuff like that. And then as you go through each of the little um, numbered gates, that's your checkpoint um, to help make sure that you're still going the right way on the course. Yeah, um, and you're obviously not looking at the cart driving around your living room or whatever room you're in, you're looking at the screen and on the screen you're seeing tons of visual things You know, aside from the boundaries like here's your racetrack it's also adding enemies into the world um, you know, different uh, power like ups, yeah, yeah, speed boosts it um, looks crazy and you're really cool. watching your living room or whatever as you're playing it it's, just, it's weird, it's such a unique idea, like yeah Two times, three times in this entire video already, Nintendo has made me go like, I didn't know I wanted that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, And it looks like it has uh, several different, um, you know, several different carts that you can buy. It looks like, I I think we've seen Mario and Luigi. Yeah, Um, you at least have Mario and Luigi. I thought I saw one others. I thought I saw like a Koopa that a kid sat down during this video. Um, maybe I don't even know I kind of want to because like, like you've got the weird like 
Bowser's minions are all the other ones, like all the Koopalings are the other characters. Yeah. Um, I think it is just Mario and Luigi for now, though. I think they yeah. might add something else later on, but I also feel like it's going to be a little bit tougher to, to do more than just two players, given what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we didn't get a cost on anything like this. I imagine it's going to probably be like uh, like 80 or 90 bucks, probably. Um, at least. Uh, I don't I, think I that they would... I see it still dropping at 60, though. You're really only buying a remote control car. Yeah. I well, mean, we don't know. I don't we'll know. find out, I guess. I, I, yeah. God, I want one and I don't need it at all. <laughs> exactly. Um... I am, I'm definitely in the same boat. They went into, right after that, some other things that you can do with your uh, My Nintendo account. Uh, talked about a little bit of Mario Kart Tour things. Uh, they had some cool enamel pins and apparel that you can pick yeah, up. Yeah, they're giving away a really cool enamel pin set if you um, complete some missions on the Nintendo account, uh, yeah. which I'm about halfway through right now. Um, the Mario Kart Tour stuff, they're adding some classic, like, original Mario Kart characters to it, which looks really awesome. Yeah. Um... There's going to be a Mario Maker um, 35th anniversary um, Ninjini run um, set up, which is going to be awesome. Those are really fun. Uh, they're essentially just speedrun challenges. I kind of love some of the apparel that they were yeah, showing off. Uh, I was I was going to say like it's it looks like it's all Splatoon crossover stuff, but like yeah, dude, I Again, want it. Stuff I did not know that I was even interested in. But yeah, that's super like, cool. I want these T-shirts. They look sick. I. Man, I I hate Nintendo so much right so now. So good at it. Um, Those shirts are thirty bucks each, and I've really almost ordered one already. They also showed off a quick thing that said March twenty twenty one Animal Crossing uh, meeting Super Mario. So Animal Crossing New Horizon um, and Super Mario are somehow having a some sort of crossover event. That's um, fine. Th I'll play I'll play Animal Crossing again a year after it came out. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, you know, they showed off more apparel, Lego sets. Um, and then uh, soon after, they jumped into... Um, let's see here, the, where is it? The one that made everyone... man. Oh, man, those shoes. Those Pumas look sick. Where were they? So we've got... Yeah. The, the Puma shoes? Yeah, dude, we've got Pumas <laughs> coming. We've got, like... So many different clothing lines are dropping Mario stuff now, and it's it's crazy. Um, Black Milk does a Black Milk's known for doing a lot of really awesome, unique stuff too, and they're dropping some Mario stuff. Um, the, of course, there's more Hasbro board games coming. The um, Lego NES. Yeah, the Lego NES. That thing already sold out. Like, yeah. pre-orders went live for that thing, and it sold out instantly. They're already getting flipped for a tremendous amount. So, like, Mario has always been a money-making machine. Oh yeah. Yep, and what it's kind of an interesting thing. I, I looked into what this is. It has you build the um, you know the console, and you have a little cartridge and things that you can put in, and you can like turn a little dial, and yeah, it you rotates the, the screen. Too. Yeah, it's it's so awesome. Like, it's, it's I neat. want one just for a collector's item because I've been such a Nintendo fanboy my entire life. Yeah. <clears throat> um, so after that. Um, you know, actually moving forward, they announced um, 
Well, Mario. they announced the classic Super Mario All-Stars. Yep, Mario All-Stars coming to the Switch Online, so you yep. can finally play Mario 1, 2, 3, and Lost Levels again, because those are all already on the, on the NES Nintendo Online. So now you can play the Super Nintendo versions of all of them, which just look a little bit better. I do want to point out what they did after. They showed off the 35th anniversary, or 35th Super Mario Bros. Uh, logo again with some stuff playing in the background. And then it just clicked right over to Super Mario 64 with Mario's face in the middle of the screen, that like start menu where you can grab his nose and drag his hat and grab his yep. mustache. Um, very smart way to you know, you know, bring this up. Um, the best way. And in the bottom so, left, you see press plus, yep. uh, press start. And so they panned it back, and you saw that we are getting Mario 64 on the Switch. Which is awesome. That is, um, it's probably been requested a lot. Like, maybe I haven't really paid oh, too much it attention. it has been. It's been requested a ton. Um, they did enough work on it to make it not super ugly on an HD screen, like a lot of these games typically are. Yeah, they definitely did some uh, scaling and resolu like small resolution updates. Um, but it looks like, you know, it's going to be that exact same game that you remember. Uh, and then, it, in that sense, you know, it is not a broken game. It does not need fixed, uh, yeah, in, in it, my mind. It, it definitely doesn't. The game was amazing. Um, the DS re-release that it got had some extra playable characters which I thought was really cool, but For sure. it doesn't really need them. I'd love to see them. But I'm fine yeah. without them. Uh, and then so, I got even more excited. Yeah, it, it got progressively more interesting as it went on because it switched right from Super Mario 64 um, to a, a Mario more. logo, and everyone's like, that's sunshine. Yeah, um, instantly. And, instantly. Yeah. And then it goes into a video showing off Super Mario Sunshine. I feel um, like I can hear the entire... I, I could hear the world screaming when they confirmed <laughs> that Sunshine was coming. Yeah. That has been the most requested port for a decade. Like, people have been wanting this game for so long. Yeah, it's it's a big... Yeah, that's a big deal. And then they moved that Switch out of the way. They, like, panned out to see the whole Switch. Moved that out of the way. And they're like, also Super Mario Galaxy. And, you know, if people aren't already, like, hyperventilating and freaking out of all the things that they're getting, they're, like, also Super Mario Galaxy, which is a, for a lot of right reasons, a, you know, a beloved Mario game. Galaxy sure. was so unique. It was such a different game, but I, I never got to play it. I didn't have a Wii back then, and I wanted to. Um, this was a game, in my mind, that really brought Mario to the next level. Mario Galaxy, would, Super Mario Galaxy was needed, um, I think, to, you know, almost like reinvent him. Um, you know, he, he had been doing the, you know, a lot of the same things for a long time. Sunshine was a cool, uh, you know, a, a definitely a, it's a cool game. Um, but I still feel like they were employing a lot of those same old tactics that they had been using for years. Uh, Galaxy kind of was, let's do something crazy. Um, and did a good job. Um, this game's incredibly fun. It introduced some characters. They, they did an amazing job with 3D Worlds in this one. So much more than the other games did. The other ones, yeah. 
gave you a sense of like this big open 3D world with Mario running around doing his own thing. Um, but this one really, really capitalized on that full 3D. Like, it, you can go everywhere on these planets because they're smaller and you're like, you're seeing a lot of physics jumps go around and crazy stuff like that. And mm -hmm. you're seeing some really, in the other Mario games, you were seeing a lot of larger than life like boss fights and stuff, which were awesome to show the scope of it. But Galaxy was a little bit different. Galaxy was really showing you that Mario was the big thing. Um, and you could go to all these different planets and stuff and have such a huge impact on what you're doing. Um, yeah. It, it wasn't about the larger-than-life boss battles and stuff. It was about the environments and how different everything could be. Yeah, kind of how Mario can adapt to the you know the, these different situations, which was really cool. Um, and... This really gives us these all built up to giving us the Mario Odyssey that we got. Like, yeah, for sure. Um, and what they've done is they're saying, "Hey, we're taking all three of these games, '64, Sunshine, and Galaxy, jamming them into a, um, you know, a, a higher resolution, release. better screen ratio, compatible with, of course, your Joy-Con controllers." Um, coming with some extra stuff, they showed off, uh, you know, some soundtrack stuff. Um, yes. which is going to be a big deal. Um, they know people want to listen to game music. Uh, so they threw that in, and they're saying, yeah, that's going to be available September 18th in the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection. Um, if you're listening crazy. to this and haven't pre-ordered a physical copy of this yet, and they are still available, do it. Buy two. Like <laughs> buy buy two and keep one sealed until your grandchild is old enough to have it because, because that'll pay for college. <laughs> yeah, Nintendo <laughs> is notorious at having their releases skyrocket in value after a while. Yeah. Um. But this is one of the first times where Nintendo has ever actually pointed out that it's not gonna be a long shelf life. Oh no. Yeah. Um, they're like, we're printing X amount of copies. If you want one, be adamant. Search for it. This um, game is only going to be in the wild until March, um, which looks like that's when they're wrapping up the entire 35th anniversary Mario like celebration of everything, uh, except for the Animal Crossing content. But they even said that digitally, it looks like the 3D All-Stars pack is going to be coming off the digital marketplace in March. Um, that's insane. Now, I think that what's going to happen then is they'll take it down as the triple pack, and they'll probably just throw up like each game individually for X amount of money, um, yeah. which is still fine. Sure. But, I mean, you're still going to get the same experience. You're still going yeah. to play it. And each of these games is definitely worth, like, you're looking at 20 bucks a game this way, super, super worth it. Like, there are people out there that would pay 60 for Sunshine alone. If yeah. you look at GameCube game prices, Sunshine will still cost you about that. Like, Yeah. For it's, sure. It's crazy. Um, and then... Hype. You know, after that, they just jumped into a uh, you know a rundown. This is everything Mario. Um, so it, it was a pretty awesome direct. Like it was really unexpected. So like I woke up to this. I woke yeah. up to like a Facebook notification talking about it. And I was like, wait, what? And then I jumped into it really quick and was like, oh my god, you're right. Wow, cool. Um, and while watching this, now all I really want is the Game Boy ones. Yeah. 
Like, I really loved the Game Boy Marios growing up. To me, they were more of my childhood than the than, than, than the, the main console ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them. I need them. Maybe one day I'll get them. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for me, like, looking at my childhood, it was definitely the Super Mario World. Um, I don't know, like, and I'm thinking, like, young childhood. Like, yeah, this is some like, of the it's first different things for everyone. I like, we're all yeah. different ages. Uh, I, I feel like everyone has a story out there about the first time they were, they played Mario or their most memorable Mario experience. And, yeah. like, I would love to hear those. Uh, anyone listening to this, find us on Facebook and, and let us know. Shoot us a message, post on our wall, just, like... Yeah. Tell us what your favorite Mario game was, what your first one was, what your most memorable one was. Like, just... I want to know. I'm, I'm serious. I really, really want to know. Um, and now's a good time for it. I mean, 35th yeah. anniversary. So like, I'm super hype on playing Mario Sunshine because, fun fact, I hated it when I was younger because I didn't own it. Um, my nephew owned it and I didn't, so I was jealous. So I did not like the game because I didn't have it and he did. Okay, I can see that. You know, <laughs> because I'm petty. Yeah. I mean, like, being younger, it's like, oh, that game's not that great, because I don't have it. <laughs> but, yeah, um, it, man, Mario's been around so long, yeah, everyone has their own story of what they, you know, what they enjoy, and even people who are relatively the same age can have, you know, different things that they remember, or, you know, depending on, you know, who you played, um, you know some of these with like family yeah. members or friends like, or whatever you're you're you have those fond um, mario world memories i remember the first time i ever played mario world was at my cousin's house growing up mm-hmm. because they had a super nintendo and i didn't yet same yeah um yep i remember having mario 3 for the nintendo brought home to me as like a birthday present that year like that's it, it's there's a lot there um, my first couple birthday cakes as a kid when I was like seven, eight years old that I can really remember were Mario ones. Um, like the grocery store at the time had little Mario cake toppers that went on them and I still yeah. have those packed away somewhere. Yeah, I um, I think one of mine was and then I discovered Ninja Turtles. Like it's, it's crazy <laughs> that, that it's been going on this long. Um, it's weird realizing that Mario's 35 right now because uh, I'm almost 35, and it's real, real weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, definitely let us know. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, um, uh, you know, facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games Inc. Let us know what you guys, you know, what your story is, where, you know, Mario ended up coming into your life for the first time or some great memories that you've had with it. You can also let us know over on um over on Twitter, uh, at Mammoth Games Inc. Um, yeah, just let us know. We'd like to check out some of that stuff, maybe talk about it next week. Um, but that's the show. Uh, we had, I feel like we had all positive things this week. Yeah, even, even though it would start as a little bit like on a downbeat, spun right back around to see that positive on it, which has been really, uh, oh, I feel like we need that this year. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, so uh, thank you guys for joining us as always. Um, and I think next week I haven't looked at the schedule I think we should have our uh, our third man back um, you know here being just as ridiculous as he is every week Uh, but for us two 
and for Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, thank you for joining us, and we will see you guys next week. Yep. Thanks again, guys. Have a good one. <laughs>